The machine is ever turning, ever hungry. How do you avoid being eaten? How do you avoid drifting into becoming another cog? Can you escape the machine? Should you try or is it impossible? Pondering these questions and more, I mention the machine. Hello, peoples and species. Uh, this Welcome to Episode 7 of the Mention the Machine. We are talking about habits for the second week in a row. Uh, this is Episode or episode 2 of 4 for about habits. This week we're talking about The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Duhigg? Yes. Eugene, did you know that more than 40% of your actions you take each day are actually habits? I actually did because I've read this book. So Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, we we talked a lot about habits, um, just you and I in general before we even started the podcast. But yeah, forty percent of the actions you take each day are habits. You can think of if you actually journal out your days and you look back through your days, you'd see that you do repetitive things over and over and over again, <laughs> such as recording podcasts on Fridays. It becomes a habit, and then yeah. you just do it. Well, like I said, when I go biking, like. I get up in the morning, I grab my keys, I grab my stuff, and if I see another set of keys, I grab, I end up with two sets of keys in my pocket. Like, if I don't have things in the right place, I'll get the trail, I'm like, where's my sunglasses? Where's this? Where's that? Like, my brain just goes on autopilot. Yeah, and autopilot is uh, pretty much what habits are. Like, we, we talked about uh, driving, driving, and if you're not paying attention, sometimes you'll go to the wrong location because you're on autopilot and you're just driving, so don't, don't do that. Um, yeah, habits are choices that you continue doing repeatedly without actually thinking about them. They are your subroutines of your brain, but you can program them. Yes. Um, I forget which book it was, but basically saying that habits are kind of like that. It's kind of like a dirt road. Like, you know, those old dirt roads to people's houses. How, like, when you first dig it out, it's just nice and smooth. But as you keep driving in, using the same ruts over and over, they get deeper and deeper. Your brain is that road, and the habit is that rut. Yeah, it's kind of like a valley in your uh, in your thinking. Uh-huh. So habits have are in this book are defined into three steps. You've got a cue, which is a trigger that tells your brain which habit to use and put it automatically into mode. An example: This is the end of the afternoon. You're feeling a bit tired. Then you got the routine, which acts which is which acts out the habit. This can be physical, mental, or emotional. An example is asking a colleague to have a coffee break. Then you get the reward, which is the result of the routine of re- and reinforces the habit. Dopamine. Yeah. So the coffee that boosts the coffee boost that you're looking for, or just to need a break, or it's a social aspect to chat with others with some other colleagues. Yeah. At, at one point, habits started with a decision, but they eventually became automatic. This goes into a discussion I was having earlier that was talking about self-discipline and whether or not willpower is uh, finite. If willpower discipline. Willpower is the start. Okay, um, because we said earlier was dis- you were talking about discipline, and I brought in willpower, so I wasn't sure if you got. Yeah, will, willpower, willpower being finite or not, because discipline is the thing that starts the habit, because it's the uh, you've got to make the decision to be disciplined to do something until it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Willpower is like how much can you, how much can you reinforce the discipline? Crickets. Yes. So. The golden rule of habit change is based on one or two, uh, based on two steps for changing a habit. One, you have to dif- identify the equivalents of the habit loop, and then you have to change one part of the loop. So that would be identify the cue, the routine, or the reward, and then you're only going to try to change one of them. To see if you get the same outcome. Yeah. So the example in the book was a guy every day at 3.30 going to get a cookie. 
and he was gaining all this weight. And it turned out he was actually looking for a social interaction. So instead, every day at 3.30, he'd go find a coworker to have a coffee break with and go talk and go talk. He wouldn't buy a cookie per se, but he'd actually go and talk to them. And that, that was the reward he was looking for. How lazy do you have to be to gain weight off of one cookie a day? Well, it starts off with one cookie a day, but then... Like, what else are you eating throughout that day? Well, some people don't count the calories. <laughs> some people aren't crazy like me going, well, if I eat two things of oatmeal today, I need a banana. That's for 400 calories for the day. So that means I get another 600 calories I can burn the rest of the day. And there you go. That's it. <laughs> That's the way. But, um, yeah. So, so yeah, change which one you want. If you if you like the actual... If you don't like the outcome, you got to change something, some part of it. It depends on which one you... You can change probably the easiest mm-hmm. with the, the least amount of friction. The other thing I also remember is habits cannot be destroyed. They're always latently there no matter what you've done. Yeah, that groove is always dug into your brain. So that's one of the reason why people relapse back to drugs and stuff. And it's the reason why I could probably never touch a, never actually smoke a cigarette again because I would probably just jump right back into a pack a day of habit at least. Yeah, there's a story. I forget which book goes from again. This is why when you read four habit books back to back to back and don't write notes down. But anyway, the woman actually got into gambling because she was bored. So she could go to the casino and spend some money, and she became a gambling addict. Well, she realized the problem she was having, and if I remember correctly, one of her, some family member died, and they moved out of state. So she never had to go, she never could go to the casino because they didn't have a casino. Well, long story short, another family member died in that town. She came back to the town, went to the casino, and became a gambling addict again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird because one of the things that I heard about um, habits recently, they were talking about how many Vietnam vets were, or Vietnam people in Vietnam fighting in Vietnam at the time became heroin addicts while they were there. But when they came back home, they just gave it up without any problem. That's the other thing they talked about in another book as well. This is not this is not annoying at all. <laughs> but basically, that by changing your environment is the easiest way to change your habits as well. They talk about one of the books I was reading was talking about how it's easier to change your habits when you move because you don't have everything set up. Like when you're in your current, say you're in an apartment and you have the tendency to doing the same thing over and over again. When you move to the new apartment, this is your chance to start all over again because you don't have all the cues built in. That makes sense, yeah. I could, I could see that. And then it's, I mean, another way would just be changing your environment would be maybe rearranging your room, rearranging your space. That too. Or as uh, Jordan Peterson likes to tell us, to clean our rooms mm-hmm. in order to start our thinking being. That's another reason why they tell you to, like, sometimes you just can't work at home. you got to go someplace else. That way all the, all, the, all the commonality isn't there. So you have a chance, chance to break things. Yeah, I know. I know. I hate working in like coffee shops or things like that. But I also know that when I'm there, I tend to be more, more focused on my work. Uh-huh. Not that I'm not focused as it is, because I don't want to ever give that impression. Because who knows might who might listen to this at one point. Eugene, we're all space cadets from time to time. Let's be honest. No, no, no. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs> I've watched the kids stare at the wall for five hours one day. I, I counted it. Habits have a very powerful effect on our lives. Well, so if they take up forty percent of everything you do each day. How much is how many? How much percent of your year is that? Does that still count as forty percent of your year? I would think so. If it's four percent of your day, it should be having four percent of your year. Yeah. So, hmm, that'd be an so, interesting thing to map out and see how much of my year is actually just doing the same stupid shit. You don't want to go down that route. Like when they tell you at the end of your life that you spend like eight years of your life in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. New habits can be installed. 
Yeah, you can install new habits, and that's again you got to pick. You can pick the cue, the routine, and the reward this time. That's those are things that are better to do than just have things happen to you. Um, again, it's like if you wanted to start working out, you would pick something small to do to start the habit. You would do things that have the least amount of friction. I know, for example, for me, like this whole week, like the week before, my goal now is 120 miles a week. I missed my goal by three by seven miles last week because of some issues with parts and holiday and whatnot. But this week, I didn't feel like biking on Monday. I'm like, oh, just do three miles, be fine. I got into it, did three miles. I'm like, oh, I can probably do five miles. And next thing I know, I get the halfway mark, and I'm like, I'm gonna break my record if I get if I keep this keep this up. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, I broke my personal record. Yeah, which is something that happens a lot with people when they work out, as they say, like, the days they don't feel like doing it the most is usually when they wind up with a personal best. Mm -hmm. Like, the days you don't feel like lifting or doing your little squats or whatever, that'll be the day you lift them the most. It's like mm -hmm. you'll have an excellent workout once you break through that that little uh, that barrier. Yeah. In um, The War of Art, if you read that one. No. They talk about that being the resistance that you have to fight every day. Is that little barrier. It's, uh, again, uh, obstacles the way, mm -hmm. blah, 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 all that stuff. Well, that's just like whenever like I'm doing dishes or whatever whatever daunting task, I'm like, just get started. Once you get started, you're on your way. Mm -hmm. Which is probably which is usually the hardest part of things that you don't want to do because the uh, the cue isn't that good for it. Mm -hmm. Like I said the other day, we were talking, and I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend 45 minutes on this outline, 45 minutes on the bike, and 45 minutes on this other project. And I got the outline done in half an hour. I'm like, okay, sweet. Then we'll do the bike thing, and the bike thing was a lot harder than i expected i'm like you know what i got eight miles in in half an hour that's good enough and like it just it was like a chain reaction things getting done faster yeah yeah Let's see where are we so having a simple cue yes this could be a poster of your favorite sports person or it could also be playing a motivational song i yeah. got the one podcast i listened to about biking their talk the one it was it was kind of surreal because guy was talking about how like sometimes you can use music to get your your tempo up and then he mentioned a bunch of a bunch of artists that i listened to and then he had an actual playlist for like they call it hammering of like biking and i looked at the playlist i'm like i listen to half this stuff <laughs> and like there's some there's a couple songs i'll put on to get started and next thing i know like i'm moving faster and faster so having a, a, mu a musical cue is very very motivational. Yeah, I have two different playlists depending on which workout I'm doing. If I'm lifting weights, then it's usually the uh, the Metal Mac playlist on Spotify. So it's a bunch of heavy metal stuff. If I'm doing like a more like kickboxing workout or something like that, I usually have a more hip-hop-based hip -hop one. Mm -hmm. What's funny about on Spotify is if you look for like workout music, most of the songs on there seem to be by Eminem for some reason. Mm -hmm. like, I guess the anger and the, the beat. <laughs> the beat for Eminem was a big factor for biking, apparently. I could see that, yeah. So once you have your, have your cue, you need a routine. So you can start with the 10 minutes of stretching and push-ups. Then you get to keep adding on to that routine. Because once you get the first part done, and you add a second part, and you get that used to it, then you get the third part, it just becomes automatic. Habit stacking. Yeah. So then once you do that, you have to have yourself a reward. Which could either be an orphan rush or reward with your favorite drink afterwards. Yeah, and then you can also change the, the reward later, like we said earlier. You mm -hmm. can always uh, get rid of that. Just watch out that you don't keep giving yourself the reward without the, the routine. Exactly. Not all habits are created equal. No. They are they are also known as keystone habits. What are keystone habits, Joel? That's a good question. I think I forgot to put that note in here. 
I just realized that's missing in here. But uh, let's see if we can. I would like to hear some more about Keystone Rabbits. <laughs> well, too bad. That's not going to happen. Maybe it'll be an addendum for next time. <laughs> let's see. Some habits have a ripple effect and produce even greater effects. This can also start a strain reaction. So, oh, here we go. Willpower is the single most important Keystone habit. So I guess a Keystone habit is something that, like, it grounds everything else. I don't understand that one. How is willpower a habit? That's a good question as well. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I screwed up my notes last night. I guess it's been for sure 45 minutes. I think the way what he was trying to say was like with willpower, how are we talking about it's like a muscle that you've got to exercise that muscle in order to get able to do more stuff. Like if you don't have, if you're not motivated to do a task, you're not going to do it. But if you can start off doing small tasks and make them bigger and bigger, like with the whole routine stacking thing of, well, I don't want to work out, but I can do 10 minutes worth of stretches. And they're like, oh, I can do 10 minutes of stretches. Well, I can do some push-ups. Well, to get to push-ups, well, now I can start doing this. Next thing now you're doing, after a month, you're doing an hour. That's like when we did the biking. I started one mile a day, moved to four miles, up to seven miles, then 10 miles, and then now I'm up to 22 miles a day. Yeah, I guess it's like um, like Aristotle said. I think it was Aristotle that excellence is a habit. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of like Jog- Jocko and how he, he lives his life, and now those guys that are high performers, they just like, nail everything they just go 100% on every task they're doing and I, I think that's because they've made it such a habit and a part of their being I mean Jocko talks about when he was in college he didn't just read the recommended reading he read the whole book mm-hmm. here we go willpower is the single most important keystone habit because it translates to all other areas in life should have read the whole sentence well. <laughs> <laughs> well willpower willpower again is uh, I guess we're using it in this ter- term as synonymous with discipline Mm-hmm. Well, well, hold on, discipline. Let's see if we can think about this. I have another 30 seconds or less. So, discipline is doing something, willpower is sticking with it until it becomes a habit. Yeah. So, like with willpower, like I shouldn't eat that cupcake. But discipline is like I should stay on my diet. So discipline's more the positive thing. Willpower is avoiding the negative thing. Yeah, but you can't. You, the thing with willpower is you've got to you have to, you have to exercise that muscle to the point where you can do it. Like for example, they talk about like the donut, the stale donut principle, where like you have to stale donut now, or you wait five minutes, you can get whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go from waiting one minute to waiting an hour, you can't just wait an hour off the bat. You got to work your way up to that. Yeah, I, like when I was quitting smoking, it was like, um, don't smoke this hour. And then it became don't smoke two hours, and then and like the whole day, and then soon after that it was like okay, well I haven't smoked a cigarette in a week, two weeks, mm-hmm. then a month, and well that's it, like my, my biking. I think I'm at 110 days now of doing it every day. So now like this goal's so high, like well if I don't do it that one day, I got to start all over again with my number. Don't break the chain. That's a thing that Jerry Seinfeld does. He yeah. writes he writes comedy every day because he's got a calendar on his wall and he. He's got that line of red X's mm-hmm. through them all, and he doesn't want to break the chain by not writing for a day. Yeah. So, almost all habitual cues can be filled into one of five categories. You've got location, time, emotional state, other people, or immediate preceding actions. So, basically, if you can figure out what category that a cue falls into, you can disrupt it. So, for example, if you know every day, every day at 2 o'clock you get hungry, then maybe at 150 you should eat something, like eat, eat something healthy. Or maybe if you know every time I go to the if I go to Denny's I get this, well I'm stuck going to Denny's. If for example every time you get sad you 
you try to find a way to avoid being sad. If you have that friend that always gets you into jail on Saturday morning because he decides to do it Friday, stop going out with that person. Exactly. Stay away from that guy. He's he's no good. <laughs> and if you realize, every time I drink, I get into fight with my wife. Maybe I should stop drinking, Eugene. <laughs> no, just stop drinking with certain people. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joel and I get together and we, we make podcasts. We don't yeah. make a mischief. Yeah, we keep each other in line. If you're trying to figure out the cue for a habit, write down the five the five thing the five. If you're trying to figure out the the cue for a habit, write down five things the moment the urge hits. Where are you? What time is it? What's your emotional state? Who else is around? And what action preceded the urge? You know, what we would call that and another fr- all that mindfulness, mindfulness or situational awareness. Another thing, um, just to be able to recognize what's going on around you at any time noticing how your internal state is and what's going on there so or as i like to say the um star trek next generation boy mccarr damage report me yeah mm-hmm. damage report yeah sit rep all those fun things mm-hmm. so hopefully janice next week for ha- for the third in our installment habits yeah that, i think that wraps up this one for this week um yeah, so just pay attention to what you're doing, what your habits are, what your routines are, and start thinking about things that you might want to do to improve them. Yep. My homework for this week is to uh, identify one thing I want to start doing and one thing I want to stop doing. So i got to figure out what to... Uh, ideally, I will replace the thing I don't want to do with the thing I want to do. And I'm going to build another outline, and I'm going to actually spend the whole 45 minutes doing it so it doesn't <laughs> get screwed up. <laughs> Thank uh, you. All right. See you, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up another episode of The Mention the Machine. If you would like to contact or subscribe to the podcast, please visit TheMentionTheMachine.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, please call 412-294-8557.